Welcome to the Can I Pick Your Brain podcast, where successful entrepreneurs get their brains picked so you can apply mindset tricks and game-changing tactics that will help you become unstoppable. Now, here's your host, Daniel Geffen. Hi, fellow listeners, and welcome to episode 36 of Can I Pick Your Brain? Today, I'll be picking the brain of Instagram expert Sue B. Zimmerman. Now, the truth is, I had no idea what Instagram was until my wife started taking millions of pictures and doing weird things like adding filters and hashtags to them. In fact, I blame Instagram for stealing my wife from me and my dear children. However, after some time, I started using it myself as it seemed like a way to build an audience and gain brand awareness. But in all honesty, I'm still very confused. And so I thought it would be a great idea to get someone on my show who could explain the mystery of it all once and for all. Sue, welcome to the show and thanks for letting me pick your brain. Hey, it's so great to he- to be here. And, you know, I was laughing because my husband can totally relate to what you're experience about- <laughs> experiencing about your wife because that happens here in my house too. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> look, before we get into demystifying the fog of this seemingly time-wasting platform, um, I'd like to get to know more about you, Sue. So, did you grow up seeing everything as shareable images? <laughs> I grew up with a visual brain on steroids. I'm the kid that loved art classes, art. I'm the person that could put to puzzles together very quickly. And I'm definitely the one that was always keeping track of the family photo albums. So uh, my brain thinks visually. So how's that for an answer? That's a great answer. But what I want to know more about is actually, I guess, what it was like growing up. What was your family background you know, give us a little bit more of who you are. Sure. So I grew up in Andover, Massachusetts. My father was an entrepreneur and still is hmm. at 83, an no entrepreneur. Way. And I was a middle child who never really saw my dad and wanted to. So I would go in to work with him early on Saturday morning so that I could be at his auto supply store. And I was the one filing the mufflers and the distributors and sweeping (laughs) the floor so that I could spend time with my dad. Special bonus was that I got to eat Dunkin' Donuts and hang out with the customers. And I say hang out with the customers with a big smile because understanding the value of customer service and growing a local community at a young age has really helped me with my business today. That's incredible. Do you think you get most of your inspiration from your dad? A lot of it from my dad, definitely. Um, My inspiration comes to me every day from other awesome entrepreneurs and people who are just crushing it in their life and and living – living a life full on and doing what they're meant to be doing, I, I, you know, to this day. But, but as a young adult, yeah, my dad was definitely the hardworking person who was happy waking up doing what he did every day. Hmm. And how did your mom, I guess, react to him working so, so long? She was good with it. She, my mom was a nurse, so I had two parents that worked and, and managed to raise three healthy children, um, and they did a good job. <laughs> cool. And you met your husband, Roger, when you were just 13 years old? 
Yes, I did. I met him at overnight camp where all three of my daughters went and became counselors at. And not while um, you were thirteen, though. <laughs> yeah, I yeah no. I met my husband at thirteen. We did not date till after college. Uh, he was at Brown University, and okay. I was at Simmons College in Boston. So we had a really strong friendship through all, all of our college years. And then after my senior year in college, we started dating. And then I went off to Virginia and started my first million dollar business. Yeah, I'm going to get to that now. So you, you <laughs> launched. <laughs> I love this. So you launched your first million dollar business when you were what was it? Twenty two years old, right? Yeah, 22. 22. What was the business and how did you manage to build such a successful business at such a young age? Yeah, so the business was initially hand painting on clothing and it was called Color Me. And I had a push cart at the waterside in Norfolk, Virginia. And I was painting clothes at night and waitressing during the day and selling from my push cart. And really, I just was doing what I loved at, at a very young age. And I'm a crafter and a creator at heart. So painting clothing quickly became painting just boxer shorts because the demand for boxer shorts were huge. It was in the early 80s when people were not quite wearing boxer shorts as outerwear. And I have always been able to spot trends and opportunities. That's one of my Subi ninja things. And mm -hmm. I knew that the boxer shorts were going to be a huge hit. I changed the name of my push cart to Boxer Rebellion and grew a million dollar business in a year. What? Are you kidding? Yeah. No, selling, selling, selling so art on, on boxer shorts. Selling uh, silkscreen no. boxer shorts primarily to the college campuses all in the U.S. and then subsequently to Disney. Got licenses with Disney for The Little Mermaid. Got licenses with The Simpsons. What? And, you know, as soon as you get uh, – you become a trend in the college industry, it kind of goes viral amongst all college campuses. And that was our big win um, in, in our first year. But you were just 22 years old and you were literally just doing it for fun. Doing it for fun initially, quickly turned it into a business. I had 50 sales reps and like 10 employees. It, it exploded. Oh my goodness. Did you have yeah. any mentors at that point? Because I can imagine a 22-year-old running a million-dollar business can't be easy. Didn't have mentors. Wish I did. I met a local accountant and lawyer. They were brothers, and they really looked after me um, in those areas, which is so important to have right. the legal and the account yeah. um, covered. Um, and so, you know, a lot of what I do today is mentoring young teenagers and entrepreneurs with great ideas because I wish I had a mentor that I could really trust and turn to as I was making hard decisions. Do you know what I love about that story, Sue, is that a lot of people who are into art or music or, you know, they don't think they can make money or make a living doing it. You made millions doing it. Yeah, and I continue to have very, very successful businesses. I, you know, I, you know, that was the launching pad for the mindset. So let's talk to the listeners here for a second. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people don't know what to do or what they're, you know, how to make money. And and I, you know, there's just so many ways to make money. Making money is, has never been a problem for me. It's always been, you know, something I I love the challenge of thinking about what can I do next to make money doing what I love. And that's basically been my life. And that business gave me the confidence, which I think a lot of business owners lack. Solopreneurs, they just lack the confidence. They don't have the endorsement from their family or friends to do what they really are passionate about. And I always have followed my passion in my heart. And I'm not saying that 
that's what you need to do to have success. But I know that if you have those two elements, you can have greater success. And I've had that experience so young that it really gave me the foundation for everything that followed thereafter, which was, because I can tell you did your homework. Mm-hmm. I always do my <laughs> you homework. You know, 17 so. businesses, a lot of businesses after. Knowing when to morph, knowing when to close a business, seize a new opportunity, and always continuing to do what I love that fit into my lifestyle with my family and my kids as you know as I got older. And I just have a knack for it. It just comes naturally. I'm going to ask you a question at this point. I, I kind of was going to ask this a bit later, but I feel like it's the right time now. Why the heck would you go into, you know, Instagram, you know, consultant kind of, you've built multi-million dollar businesses. Why do you need to become one of these kind of, I'm going to say it, I am going to say it, but there are so many cheesy, you know, <laughs> people, oh, I'm the LinkedIn expert, I'm the Facebook expert, and I'm the Instagram. It's like, come on. Yeah. Like, these are for people who can't make money. And so they figure, oh, okay, I'll be a LinkedIn expert and just sort of, you know, talk about LinkedIn. Why? Why would you do that? Well, well, first, let me just clear the air with one thing. So the LinkedIn expert, who's one of my best friends, Vivica Von <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't, that name. Sue, I wasn't going to like put anyone specifically. No, 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 no. But. I just want to like give a shout out to Vivica. So for those of you that need to get some LinkedIn uh, okay. info. But I hear what you're saying. You know, the word expert, like who who deems, you know, you to be the expert? You know, I, I actually like to say influencer more than expert. It just so happens that that Instagram handle was available when I did decided to branch apart from my own personal account to a business account, which we'll talk about soon. So the reason I chose this space and I love, love, love this space is because about a little over four years ago, I was introduced to this online space. I had no idea it even existed. I had no idea that you could stop trading time for dollars and literally, you know, what people like to say, make money, quote unquote, in your sleep, which to me means getting an email that kind of, you know, comes onto my computer that says you've got cash when Mm -hmm. I'm like hanging out with my husband. Like it's a beautiful thing that happens on a regular basis. Let me tell the listeners, I've had 18 businesses. I have never worked this hard my whole life, meaning these past four years, hustling hard, teaching Instagram marketing 24-7, like a ninja, like a boss, all over the world. Like, and, and it just fuels me. And the reason I love this so much is because I reach so many people globally. I mean, look at us. You're in Israel. I'm here on Cape Cod, and we're having this conversation. Right. And All my other businesses were really product-based. I manufactured, I wholesaled, I retailed, I licensed. It was tangible products, which quite frankly, in my opinion, are really hard and challenging these days to, to, to build because of the internet and the accessibility to purchasing anything you want these days, primarily through Amazon. So it's really hard to stand out. When I found out that this whole space existed and attended a conference in California, Experts Academy, and I learned that you can create a business online and reach a global audience, I'm like, okay, how do you do that? And (laughs) what do I do? And so my entrepreneurial brain just turned on like autopilot. I, I consumed everything I could in this space, read books, listened to podcasts, and read, you know, just read. And and most importantly, most importantly, Daniel, I connected with 
in my opinion, the best people in the industry. And I surrounded myself with these people at conferences I either attended and then conferences that I began to get asked to speak at. And so I just have a knack of knowing who, you know, the people that the people that I want to personally be connected to would influence me and make my life more rich and fulfilling. And I never really understood this kind of Zig Ziglar mentality or Tony Robbins, you mm-hmm. know, you know, the more you help other people have success, the more success you have. Like that whole kind of like giving of yourself you know, just unconditionally. Like, I didn't even know what that meant because I was always selling something. I was like hustling hard and selling. And so now I know what that means because every day I wake up to either an Instagram direct message, a text, a tweet, a Facebook post, or people send me stuff in the mail thanking me for how I've helped them grow their business or make but, more money. But and so this is priceless. <laughs> I want to go I want to go back. I love what you're saying. It's it's incredibly yeah. inspiring. I'm, I'm sure my listeners are loving this. But the thing is, I want to ask you this. You said you built 18 businesses. Yeah. Were all of them successful? No. Okay, so success for me is not always equated to the dollar amount I made. Success for me was um, business number was it 10 or 11? my my treasure it business when I was actually on QVC. Like no just way. the fact that I got on QVC, this is the business we were $20,000 in debt. But the win for me of being on QVC, which is so hard to have happen, mm-hmm. was so huge. So the success, I always, always took successes from failures. I had someone that embezzled a shit ton of money from me from one of my businesses because no I wasn't paying attention to the money. So, so... Success for me is knowing when to stop and then to seize the next opportunity. Does that make sense? Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Of all the businesses that you did, which one was your, what, I guess, most successful in, according to your definition of success? I think what I'm doing today is because of how many lives I'm changing and helping and growing a hugely successful business with my team. Um, but you're not you're not doing it for the money, Sue, right? I mean, I, I assume again, I don't know your personal finances, but if you built eighteen, <laughs> if you built eighteen businesses and some of them were multi million dollar businesses, then you're pretty okay, right? Yes, I'm definitely financially okay, and my husband's extremely successful. Okay. So, I mean, again, success is different for for every person, but I don't have to worry about money. It's not ever in the forefront of my day to day activities. With that said, I personally want to grow a hugely successful business because I love my team and the people that work for me, and I want to make like. I want their lifestyle to be what they want it to be. So it it, it really is, it, it's to really grow as a person by being the leader of, of this company and um, working with two of the most brilliant brains I know, and they're both in their 20s. <laughs> I learn from them every day. Morgan and Rachel. For those, that, for those that don't know, um, what is it that you do? In other words, I know you, you call yourself yeah. the Instagram expert, but... Practically, so what do you it's do? really funny, Daniel. So we'll have to link up my about page on on my website because um, it's really entertaining, and okay. I think your listeners will enjoy it. But I, I so link up the about page of what I do. Okay, we'll I do. I essentially help business owners and you know small 
to medium-sized businesses have success online primarily using Instagram marketing. In addition, I am the busy bee that knows how to cross-pollinate from platform to platform, meaning how to bring my followers and fans and students with me wherever I broadcast. So those promotional channels that is essentially the heart of social media are your promotional channels. Mm -hmm. I know how to bring people with me. I know how to promote, stay top of mind, give value so that my followers and students and fans come to my website and essentially opt in to my offerings or purchase my courses or eBooks or visit me when I'm speaking on stage and become part of my community, my online community. And that is essentially what I do every day. Right. Now, I scrolled down to your very first Instagram post. Okay. Wow. That yeah, must have taken I, you an it's hour. It's taken me a long, it took me a long time, but I was determined to do it. Um, it dates back to February 2012. Can you remember the picture you took, the first ever picture you took on Instagram? I do. It was in my bathroom. It was of a conch shell and nail polish. Very good. <laughs> now, <laughs> Why did you decide to upload a picture of nail polish and a shell? Um, I, I, I don't well, get it. <laughs> well, which, which, which is actually pretty, pretty on point with me, my personality and my brand. First of all, I love having my nails painted. I love color. I am high energy and the nautical vibe of my brand and everything I do is threaded through, you know, literally everything I do. So the fact that a shell is there and nail polish is is pretty awesome. And I, I posted that picture after my daughters are like, mom, do not get on Instagram <laughs> because we don't want you even Near talking it. about it. Right. Like you're going to ruin it for us. I'm like, <laughs> and they're like, you're going to start teaching it. Right. I'm like, challenge taken. Lila and Kara, your mom's teaching Instagram. Little did go. they know that I would be really making a living teaching Instagram. <laughs> right. By the way, interestingly, that picture got zero likes. Um, but your latest picture of a yellow flower got 100 likes. I literally must be missing something here. <laughs> yeah, I, I posted that this morning. Yeah, I mean, I had no idea what I was doing back in the day. I don't even think I had a hashtag strategy. No. I literally just put a picture up. I just had no clue. No clue. Zero. Um, yeah, the picture that you're, look, that you're looking at was from my bike ride this weekend, uh, Lily Garden. It was gorgeous on Cape Cod. And I just loved the field of yellow. And, you know, it was, it, you know, a lot of a lot of success that you can have on Instagram is by taking an image more and a video, but more of an image, and you can have the description read however you want it to read to match up to that image. And to me, this was all about motivational Monday, like Monday mm-hmm. vibes. Like, you know, breathe in, breathe in good stuff, I actually said. Breathe in the bullshit. <laughs> breathe, breathe out the, the bullshit. bullshit. Yeah. Breathe in the good shit. Right. Um, you know, because I do have a potty mouth occasionally, and that might offend some of your listeners, but it's just who I am. So, well, it's okay. I'm, My six-year-old will be listening to this, so, you know, <laughs> my wife is going to kill me, but okay. Um, yeah. It's the just tri- like keeping it real. You know, it's keeping it real. It's being who you are every day and understanding that there will be people that don't like you and there will be people who do and you just have to keep being you and not change because people might not like necessarily what you do right i've got a few questions here from um my facebook followers 
um, I put out a post because to be honest with you, the truth is I wasn't sure exactly what to ask you about Instagram because I'm so confused about it. So I put, <laughs> I, I'm serious. I put out a post to my fault. Look, let's put it this way, okay? If I'm being honest here, I have a, I have an Instagram um, account and I do put up my, you know, my guests and, and my show and I get randomers like naked women and muscly men just commenting going wow amazing like did you even look at what i put up there it's like what what is this you know it just looks like a whole bunch of naked women and muscly men just just trying to i don't know what on instagram so so that's kind of where i'm at um we're gonna get to a few more questions from my followers but can you just enlighten me what's going on well first of all the reason that you're attracting that is because of how you're posting. Um, oh. you, you don't you don't even have a strategy. I'm not posting here. naked pictures of myself, so I don't no, know. No, but why. it's a bunch of random stuff, and you're like you're like prone to get hacked by people that are just have they, they can see. I mean, you're posting the hashtag money, the hashtag oh. hustle. So you're using hashtags that spam bots pick up and come on and uh-huh. you know auto contact auto comment based on your hashtag. So you're just you know, using words, stories, hashtag inspiration, hashtag, like I said, (laughs) like these are not words that you would use to attract your ideal follower. And quite frankly, putting an image of who you have on your podcast, the way that you're doing it Mm -hmm. is not Instagram worthy either. Oh, okay. So, so I guess use me as an example here. What hashtags should I be using and what images should I be using? You should be asking, I think, your listeners for a photo that describes their personality in their natural state, not in a graphic with your kind of branding. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what this is behind you. You know, the, <laughs> the, the, the voice graphic episode yeah. thirty-four with the person that you can't really read because it's not, yeah, it's not high um, resolution. Um, and so, if I'm looking at your last one, so yeah. you're getting likes and you're getting likes. You know, because people might know who you interviewed, but you're you're doing too much of selling. You're telling people what to do um, to go listen to your podcast instead of giving value. Like, why should I even listen to this? Who is this person? <laughs> I don't even know who Richard is. Like, why are you telling me to go listen to your interviewee? What value is he going to give me? And so you got to kind of switch switch the mindset. People on Instagram like to be pulled in to your experience. They okay, like you to know experience. What? Huh? So let's do something really practical, okay? Yeah. When yeah. I publish your episode, what would you want me to do? How would you want me to put it out there? What hashtags? Should I put your face on there? What should I do? Yeah, I, I mean, it, I would find an image that, that represents this whole story of the, the interview that we're doing. So it might even be a picture of me at my store, Subi Doo, or some, I mean, I might find something because the store on the Cape where I live is really where I discovered the power of Instagram as a store owner. Mm-hmm. And then my sales grew 40%. And that's why I decided to start teaching because I wanted other business owners, small business owners who, who are challenged with making money to understand that you can make money and increase your revenue. And I did it. So I am and was your listener before becoming, quote unquote, the Instagram expert. Mm-hmm. So I would rather you show a photo and have you scroll through my 
feed like you did and you pick one that represents my personality based on this interview and you tell the story of what you learned and then you use relevant hashtags, um, which by the way, we have on our website um, our hashtag handbook, which mm-hmm. has th- 35 different categories, which are all popular categories on Instagram. And in those categories, Danielle, we have between 20 and 30 relevant hashtags that when you use them, you get curated in a good hashtag hub as opposed to the spammy ones from the popular hashtags that people keep telling you to use on Instagram. <laughs> and that is not how I teach Instagram marketing. Okay, so I'm going to put a link in the show notes with uh, with that as well for the listeners. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, so here's a few questions I got from some of my followers on Facebook. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay, this one's harsh. I'm just warning you. Um, he says, what steps can Instagram take to not totally lose against Snapchat? And I, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, and I also, am. He, okay, he, he, he also wrote, well, he, he wrote that and he wrote, and as a business, what can we do to grab the quickly diminishing attention that Instagram has now? In other words, he's assuming Instagram is going because of Snapchat. Yeah, and I've heard this a couple different times. And and what the listeners need to know is I love Snapchat. I'm on Snapchat. I teach an Instagram tip every day on Snapchat. So I use – I'm a Snapchat enthusiast, and I am featured on Ghost Codes. Do you know what Ghost Codes yep. are? Yep. Familiar yeah, familiar with Yeah, I'm, I'm under business on Ghost Codes um, at the top, like, 15 people on on Ghost Codes. So I, I am on every social platform with a strategy, and the strategy is always – how can I teach Instagram marketing every day? And so to dominate that space. And so I agree that Snapchat is really gaining so many users and attention as a place to be promoting and engaging and sharing, uh, you know, a Snap story because I do it every day. But I just use it as a tool to drive traffic to Instagram. And I see that the engagement has declined on Instagram as well. And anyone that looks at my accounts, both at Subi Zimmerman, my personal, and at the Instagram expert, my business, you might question like, oh my gosh, she has 30, you know, 7.4 thousand followers on her personal account. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have 35.5 thousand followers on my business account. And my engagement, meaning likes, are not through the roof because I do not gamify in any way. I do not spend money with third-party apps. I do not use certain hashtags that will automatically do things. I do not buy any software that can automatically have people like my photo. I don't hire teams in India that can just (laughs) constantly like my pictures and show that I have a thousand likes. I don't do that. I don't need to do that because at the end of the day, Daniel, what happens for me, I get a hundred new followers on both accounts typically every day and I grow my email list every week by 250 people at least. Wow. So- this is the magic of Instagram for Sue B. This is the conversion rate that ultimately brings people onto my email list where I can nurture the relationship and grow my business at a very healthy rate. So I do not play any of the Instagram games that people play. And I post what is relevant um, day to day. I how don't do you, schedule how do you... any post. I know that you can and people you know, do, but I right. am I – am, Real and raw and authentic on Instagram, 
as well. And I have the time to do it this way. I don't have to schedule posts and use automation because I have a team. But how do you get people to sign up to your email list from Instagram, as an example? Well, the link in my bio on both my accounts on Instagram as well as on all our socials takes you to our free Instagram strategy guide, which I invite mm -hmm. all your listeners to definitely download. This is something people always tell us they would pay for. It is the strategy guide that builds the trust and the relationship where people say, oh my goodness, if that is free, I can only imagine what I would get if I paid for something. And that has served us well. We had a strategy guide in 2015, and we will do another one in 2017. This is our opt-in. This is our lead, our lead magnet. Right. Now, another question I've got from someone here is, what's the point of posting images to Instagram if you could share it on Facebook and Twitter? Because on Instagram, you get your your own digital scrapbook, your own photo album that never goes away, that never gets pushed down the news feed on Twitter or your, your Facebook feed. It mm -hmm. is your scrapbook with no noise, no notifications. You get to see what you want from the accounts that you choose to follow. You get to explore what you want based on your activity. And it is basically a digital magazine for each brand and person if you want it to be. And that's how I like to describe it. It's like, what are your favorite brands and people and influencers? Follow them on Instagram, get your news there and, and engage there because Anytime you engage on Instagram, and this is where it's a little bit different, mm -hmm. uh, very different than Snapchat, you get a notification. And whenever someone likes your photo, comments on your photo, or joins Instagram and a few other uh, notifications that you get, you get to go into your notification feed and see that. And chances are, when you get at least a new follower, if not a new comment, you're going to mm -hmm. go check out that person because you're curious. Mm. You're, you're curious who just followed you, and you're like, okay, this person followed me and I right. have no idea why. Or right. you might say, wow, they just heard me on this podcast and they were an action taker and they did what Sue said to do. Because at the end of my podcast interviews, I have a little call to action too. Mm. <laughs> we'll get yeah. there, we'll get there. Now, you mentioned, Sue, that you had a separate account for your business and your personal. Why is that? And why would, why yes. would, you, why would you do that? Actually, we have three. We also have one for our team. So mm. at, at Subi Zimmerman is where I share personal posts of me, my life, what I value, what I'm doing, where I'm going, where I'm speaking, who I'm connected to. It's all kind of the day in the life of Subi Zimmerman with Instagram tip overtones, always, always on point with my branding, the nautical vibe, mm -hmm. um, the bright colors, the energy, and always, always, always what I call a North Star photo. There's never crowded, grainy, bad resolution photos on my feed. On my business account, the Instagram expert, which is now officially a business profile because three days ago, Instagram rolled out their business profiles that we can talk about if you want. There, there is where I share daily tips, tools, strategies, and updates. So if you don't care about me, Subi Zimmerman, the person, no hard feelings. If you want to learn all about Instagram marketing 24-7, the Instagram expert is what you want to follow. A lot of people who met me or know me or, or have heard me, they want to follow me personally because they feel more connected to me. On my team account at 
SBZ team, Mm -hmm. this is where you see the company culture of my team. Morgan and Rachel primarily upload and curate this feed, but I have uh, four contractors who are also part of this team. I want people to know what it's like to work for a small business and understand (laughs) Like just the life of of each of us, not just me, because my business is not just me. It's it is my team, and without them, I would not be where I am today. And I want to make that really clear. Wow, amazing! And and you mentioned that you had three accounts. Someone actually asked me, you know, how many accounts should you have, and also how often should you post? Um, they mentioned Charlene Johnson, who I didn't know who that was, um, and I googled, and it's a celebrity fitness trainer. And apparently, she's got a lot of accounts for different themes. Yeah, Shalene Johnson is amazing. She is probably one of the most successful online business um, Shame on me. Celebrities on it. <laughs> I mean, she, she's been in this space for a long time, primarily to your point, teaching fitness. That's how she started. Mm. And so she, like, you know, and I teach Instagram this way, the more hyper-focused, niche-specific your Instagram feed is, the more success that you will have attracting those that you're meant to serve. So when you mix up personal and business on Instagram, it's way too confusing. I have no idea what you do if you're showing me your cat, your kids, your (laughs) yoga mat, what you're eating, and now you're telling me you're a social media manager. Like, I don't (laughs) even know where to look. So the, the more focused your content is, the more success you will have. Right. And, and how do you engage? Oh, sorry, before I, before I skip on there, um, how often do you post? It all depends on what you have the capability of doing. So some days I will post twice a day on my personal account, especially when I'm speaking at a conference and I want to include those people that I'm with and, and let people know what the vibe of that conference is behind the scenes do really well and then on my business page typically once a day because you don't want to overpost. if you do you'll lose your followers if you're constantly uploading to instagram all day and quite frankly who has the time to do that if you're running a business right uh-huh. I'm, I'm just thinking myself like you know posting to facebook and then you're doing your snapchat and then maybe a, a tweet here and there like also, Instagram as well, it just it just all becomes quite overwhelming. Yeah, I and that's where my brain, the visual, you know, ninja comes in. I don't find it overwhelming. I know that if I discovered something on Instagram, okay, I'm gonna give you the perfect example. Yesterday I did a periscope because I needed to broadcast about the new Instagram business page. I wanted to be First, to my listeners, I have over 21,000 followers on Periscope. I wanted to make sure that I explained to them what the new business profile was and how to use it. And so when I did that, I showed on Snapchat that I was going live. I showed my setup, which included an Archon, A-R-K-O-N, mount on Mm -hmm. my tripod because they gave me some free products when I spoke at Social Media Marketing World. And whenever anyone gives me anything for free, I always want to give a shout out or a tag on Instagram and help them promote their awesome business (laughs) or brand. So I purposely tweeted an at mentioned Archon mount so they could see that photo and understand that I'm using the product that they gave me. 
And right. so I shared that on Snapchat. I then tweeted it and I didn't post it on fa- on Instagram, but I will, like I said earlier, cross-pollinate, especially when there's an opportunity to tag or collaborate with other businesses or brands or influencers who can help get you more exposure. So I am essentially an influencer who can help small businesses get more exposure. So one of the things that I do on Periscope Mm -hmm. is I have a hashtag Subi sponsor, which simply means send me what you sell and I will sponsor you on my scope and show it to everyone that's watching. And Isn't that risky though, Sue? What? Isn't that risky because then you're kind of spamming loads of different businesses and people might get a bit put off by that? No one no one thinks of it as spammy because of the way I do it. I simply announce that my sponsor for my scope is X mm. and I usually like yes when I did this, I had an extra product to give away um and I give away some of the things that people send me. I'm not ever looking for money uh, for these sponsors. I am looking to give small business owners and brands more exposure through my influence of what I do. Cool. And how do you engage with your audience on Instagram? I actively engage throughout the day when I have downtime. If there is a question or a comment on any post on Instagram or in a direct message, I am the one answering it. I do not have my team do any of that. I do not outsource engagement. And I know a lot of people that do. Right. And what are some of your favorite apps for Instagram? Oh, gosh, I have a lot of apps. I'm going to open up my phone. So I have (laughs) like my my favorite editing app is Camera Plus. Camera Plus, Um, okay. Yeah, Camera Plus is great. And you know what's interesting, Daniel, is that Instagram is constantly updating the app. And a lot of the apps that I've used in the past are now part of Instagram's tools in the app. So um, I love their app. I love Boomerang, which is an app that they acquired, which is a one-second GIF that you can do right inside of Instagram. I also like Hmm. the app Legend, L-E-G-E-N-D, where you can create a really cool um, video animation. It's, It's You would like that. That would be good for your podcast, I think, is just to have that video. Because video on Instagram can get a lot of views if you do it correctly right you know within your brand um in some exciting way whether it's your colors etc and um you know those are the ones that i i quickly can ramble off and i'm looking at my app folder on my phone my daughter uh lila at fresh fit and fearless edits all her photos with visco cam v-s-c-o you might okay. want to link that one up and i also like the app fonto P-H-O-N-T-O. And as of late, I'm having a lot of fun exploring with Adobe Spark new app. Very cool. Um, yeah, My- so those are a few. I, you know, I can talk about apps for a long time, but I typically do not use a third-party app. I, I enhance within the app. I brighten my photos or saturate my photos because Instagram has such great editing apps now and filters right inside of Instagram. Right. But I think for me, I guess the most important question, especially because we're we're doing a business podcast here, is how do you make money using Instagram? So the money comes, Danielle, when you grow your email list. Every day I wake up and I think about how can I give value, stay top of mind, 
and broadcast what I do in a way that will ultimately attract those who are trying to grow their business in the online space. And when I do that in a way that, you know, people are liking what they hear, they're curious about how can I get more of Sue B? And I'm like, download the strategy kind and get on our email list because every week we send out a weekly newsletter. And our weekly newsletter not only can stand alone as a blog post, but we typically embed a YouTube video. I have almost 7,000 subscribers on my YouTube channel where Mm -hmm. I teach an Instagram tip every week. It's usually under five minutes. I have people that say they've watched me for 20 hours on YouTube. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm like, okay, that's a little crazy. (laughs) That's Um, still crazy. But yeah, I mean, so there's a lot of free content that I have out there. And if you Google my name, because YouTube's owned by Google, you know, my YouTube videos are all transcribed and we have good SEO. People find me and discover me from that. And so how do you make money? You make money by forming intensely um, authentic relationships, period. And that you do through nurturing your email list so that when you do have something to sell, they will be most likely to purchase it. In fact, we are going to be doing a launch in August, August 1st to the 18th for this is our second year selling our Insta Academy, which is an online course for virtual assistants marketing agencies and social media experts or agencies that are looking at ways to help them manage multiple Instagram accounts. So we hmm. have an uh, online, you know, a course that we give live for eight weeks. And I have a partner that I do that with, Jen Herman, um, who is amazing. And people that are listening should definitely be connected to Jen. Jen's trying she has a great Instagram blogs and I'm a collaborator I am not one to compete I'm one to collaborate and I think that's always worked to my advantage as well very cool and out of interest Sue I mean how much money would you say have you made from Instagram let's just say I've grown a multiple six-figure heading into seven-figure business in less than four years wow so almost a million dollar business just directly from posting stuff on Instagram not or just using from posting the, on using Instagram the platform. it's from selling it's from it's from coaching and workshops and ebooks and online courses that are created but using Instagram as a marketing tool again let's talk about promoting what mm-hmm. is published on our website right and how much of that is residual income um it, you know, every day, it, every week, it just changes. I mean, we we have strong automation through Entreport. We have sales funnels that we're building out and perfecting right. all the time. So our shift is our shift is changing. But right now, I think that there's like fifty fifty to like me trading time for dollars, coaching and right. teaching and speaking versus automation through online offerings. That, that's what's re- I think that's what's really amazing because again, as you said, you built you know dozens of businesses successful businesses but again you were you were trading um money for time whereas now you're building essentially a business that eventually could become completely um residual income and then you won't have to be do you know what i'm saying yeah but i will say to the listeners like there for me the magic and what makes me 
happy on a regular basis is being in person at these conferences, speaking, meeting, doing workshops. There is nothing like the in-person relationship. And because I do so much of that and I travel a hashtag shit ton, I meet people. <laughs> if, I, if I'm in Barcelona, people want to meet me. If I'm in you know, the Philippines or Hong Kong or Nantucket, wherever I go, there are people that want to meet me in person. And I will always, always make time to connect with people who are followers on Instagram or people who have heard me on a podcast and want to meet me. Because I announce where I go or where I'm going next. So people are like, oh, my goodness, you're in my city. I'll tell you this story really quickly. So I was in Las Vegas speaking at the most bizarre conference. It was where people rent all their computer equipment. So mostly men, (laughs) mostly men over 60. And I was speaking on stage about Instagram (laughs) marketing. It was really funny. And I had at least six people that wanted to meet me in Vegas. So we met at a breakfast spot and I'm walking by the Polaroid store and they are literally rolling out a frame, a metal frame, an Instagram frame for their store, like to stop and take pictures because it's Polaroid. And I'm like, oh my goodness, can I use this for a YouTube video? So I basically had everyone that wanted to meet me come and stand inside the frame with me and ask me a question. Like, okay, ask Subi, here we are in Vegas, and (laughs) you just came to meet me, and I'm answering all these questions live, and I'm like, this is just crazy. Like, here's the Instagram frame, here's Vegas, and now I'm having breakfast with eight people. I have no idea who they are, but they wanted to meet me, so I take the time to do that wherever I go. (laughs) It's amazing. By the way, do your daughters, are they proud of you now? Yeah, my daughters don't look at me funny like, Mom, are you seriously talking about Instagram? They're very (laughs) proud because they've always known me as an entrepreneur. I've always worked even when they were little. But I think the fact that I am a global speaker, teacher with a YouTube channel, it's like, okay, my mom has a YouTube channel. Mom's cool. (laughs) And now she's on Snapchat. That's crazy. (laughs) So what's the best way for my listeners to get in touch with you? Best way clearly is uh, my website, subizimmerman.com. That's where I have my strategy guide opt-in as well. And my my I love for people that listen on a podcast to come on over to Instagram, either at Subi Zimmerman or at the Instagram expert and say, hey, I found you from this awesome podcast. And I like to give a challenge. Are you going to let me give a challenge to your Absolutely. listeners? Absolutely. So here's my challenge. It's called the hashtag Subi Made Me Do It Challenge. That's the hashtag that you need to use, Danielle. And this is ha- me Let me just repeat saying, that. Hashtag Subi Made Me Do It. Okay. Subi Made Me Do It. S-U-E-B Made, M-A-D-E, Me Do It. And if you look at that hashtag on Instagram, there are over 700 people who took the challenge. Hmm. Um, and this is where you post a selfie or a desky, which is your desk, or, okay. uh, you know, just like, you Desky. know, hold the camera and show us something fun about you so we get to know you. Yeah, there's over 700 posts here now. And this is where, this is a hashtag hub that I go into and I connect with people based on the podcast that I get interviewed on, which is quite frequently. So it's kind mm-hmm. of fun. People take the challenge and they post and they say, 
here I am on Instagram doing X, Y, and Z, and I listened to this podcast, and Subi made me do it. <laughs> Very cool. By the way, what does B stand for? I've been literally dying to ask that question the whole... Yeah, so my real name is Susan. My middle name is Beth, and Sue B. Zimmerman was available on Instagram. Sue Zimmerman wasn't, and Susan Zimmerman wasn't, but it's okay. so fortuitous that I got the B because the name of my store on Cape Cod was Sue B. Do, and I do have an Instagram account, Cod. If the listeners at least want to see what that account looked like, that was my <laughs> store, um, which is no longer really an active Instagram account, but that's where I discovered Instagram. Very, very cool. Sue, if a picture can say a thousand words, then a podcast can say a million. Thanks so much for letting me pick your brain. And thanks to all my fellow listeners for tuning in. I'm looking forward to the day when I'll be picking your brain. You've been listening to the Can I Pick Your Brain podcast. Inspiration without perspiration is like a tiger without teeth. So to put these ideas into action, head over to danielgeffen.com.